Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Office Unfiltered. I am your host, Taylor Nicole. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week. Um, I have had a not so wonderful week, but that's okay. I'm very excited and actually very proud of myself that I am recording right now. I honestly don't have a lot to talk about in this episode, so I apologize in advance. I think it's probably going to be a little bit all over the place, uh, but I figured, you know, just plug in the microphone and we could hang out for a quick little episode because that's just kind of the mood I'm in. I, um, that's my, that's the era that I'm in right now. You know, I guess, oh gosh, where do I even start? Well, let's talk about the podcast for a quick second. So I'm here, I'm recording. It is 9.30 PM on Thursday. I'm really hoping to do a quick edit on this and upload it by tomorrow, but I do have a glass of wine in my hand. So we're going to see where the conversation takes us and we're going to see if this glass of wine takes me to sleep, because if that's the case, then you may not be getting this Friday morning, maybe more so Friday afternoon. Uh, so I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, so honestly, I encourage you, if you're listening, to grab a glass of wine as well. And let's just hang out. Let's have a little bit of a wine moment. If it is if it is Friday morning, you probably should hold off. <laughs> I would not encourage you to grab a glass of wine first thing in the morning. Maybe you can enjoy your coffee on your commute while listening to me ramble. But if you don't get a chance to listen to this until Friday evening or this weekend, then absolutely grab a glass of wine. Let's hang out. Let's have a little bit of a wine moment because that's what I'm doing. (laughs) And I, if you've had a week that has been anything like mine, I encourage it. I uh, have had quite the week. I'm going to take a sip of wine and then we're going to kind of dive into what's been going on. All right. So a little bit of background about the pod this week, this episode. Oh my gosh. I just have absolutely no idea if my microphone picked that up, but cool. That was the demon that lives in my soul trying to come out. First guest appearance, um, Satan. Anyways, <laughs> um, so a little bit of background. I first tried to film this episode Tuesday evening, I believe, or not necessarily tried, but have the, had the intention of trying. And uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen. And then last night I was like, okay, I really need to record the episode so that I can edit it and have it out by Thursday or Friday. And so yesterday, plugged in my microphone, literally, I was so down bad, which we'll get into a little bit in a few minutes, but I was so down bad. 
I plugged in my microphone and my laptop while laying in bed fully horizontal, like cuddling my weighted dino, wrapped up in blankets, also with a glass of wine, and just rambled. And I think I recorded that episode closer to like 10 or 11 p.m. And so my Adderall had fully worn off. I was full chronic ADHD and I didn't even try to listen back to the episode because one, it was so long and just knew that I don't have the bandwidth to edit an hour and a half long uncut episode. Two, I just did not have, I don't have the brain power this week to tolerate listening to myself jumping around from topic to topic. And I like was telling a story, which I'm going to incredibly condense in this recording, but told the story, looked and realized I'd been telling the story for 30 minutes. And the story has absolutely no right to be that long because it's not that big of a story. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. And I don't know why or how I somehow... No, actually, I know exactly how I did that. I made it a 30-minute story by going off on 20 billion different tangents within the one story. And uh, I literally, I stopped recording and immediately I knew. I was like, that is just never going live. Um, So slept on it. And then today was reflecting and just fully confirmed my belief that that episode was trash. So that's exactly where I put the file right into my trash. And then I emptied my trash. So that thing is gone with the wind, never to be seen again. And we are going to try again tonight. And hopefully the episode isn't going to be as long. It's not going to be as full of tangent. Um, And we're just gonna hang out. So that's the goal for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know where the wind is going to take us, but um, we're here. We're recording. I am really happy that I've made a habit of recording weekly, or I'm in the process of making a habit of recording weekly. And I really didn't want to kind of sabotage or throw away the progress that I've done in making this habit because I am feeling gloomy or whatever. So we're recording. We're here. I figured we could just hang out for a little bit. I have the wedding to update you on. I have pink eye. (laughs) Um, I am going to be an aunt. So there's some stuff that we can talk about and I'm excited to talk about it. And I have been sort of in a low place with like my mental health. And uh, I planned for my first in-depth mental health podcast episode to happen the first week of June. So next week. And I know that sounds a little backwards because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. But the reason why I like to do this, and I did this last year on my Instagram where I really talked about mental health and wellness and the different resources. And I like to do this sort of the week after because I think like 
all awareness months or advocacy months, it's important to continue the conversation uh, even after the month has passed. I think if you kind of confine those conversations and the passion and the motivation behind those movements, then you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. I think putting in the effort and the emphasis on continuing those conversations throughout the rest of the 11 months of the year is the best and most effective way to see change in something that you're passionate about. And so next week, I uh, plan to hopefully do a little bit of a Q&A. Um, so go to my Instagram. I'm going to be posting a poll, I guess, not a poll, but a bank essentially where you can go and drop your own questions uh, that I will be answering next week in the podcast episode that will come out. And I'll be talking about my personal experience and journey with my mental health and sort of where I was, the lows that I've encountered and where I am now. But with that being said, I am currently kind of facing a low. My anxiety and depression has been a little prevalent in my day-to-day, a little more prevalent than usual. And so that's another thing that I've kind of been trying to overcome when recording this episode, because I think if you're someone who suffers from anxiety or depression, then you kind of understand that like it can just be draining to exist. And even when exciting things are happening in your life, sometimes it's hard to recognize how exciting they really are because everything just kind of feels very gray. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I recognize that there's a lot of super cool things going on in my life, but it almost feels muffled because of how heavy the mental health issues that I'm facing are feeling. And I'm okay. When I say how heavy, I don't mean like I feel weighed down by them, that it's not manageable. Like I'm okay, but it almost, it's like, it's hard to focus on or prioritize different things or acknowledge exciting moments when it feels almost like I have this whole other thing that is like heavy that I have to also like work through at the same time. But podcasting makes me happy. And I know and recognize that part of overcoming the lows is doing and investing in the things that do fulfill me and do make me happy. Even if I feel tired or I don't know what to talk about, I know that recording this episode will make me feel good and posting it will make me feel fulfilled. And so I'm excited and I'm happy to be here recording. And I know future me will be grateful that I did it. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's the intention with this episode. And I guess let's talk about some of the updates that have happened in my life that are super cool and exciting. And I'm super excited and eager to share with you guys. Okay, so 
I think let's start out with the wedding. We have a conclusion of sorts to the wedding saga. So went to the wedding. The wedding was for two of my really close friends, Jacob and Bryce. So everyone congratulate them on a beautiful wedding and send them wishes for a wonderful, fulfilling, happy, healthy, and loving marriage. I am so excited for them. Pause and side note, my computer sounds like it's about to take off in a NASA rocket ship to land on Venus. So if you can hear that, I apologize. If I can't figure out how in post-production to edit out the Ford F-150 engine that is coming out of the vent of my MacBook Pro, I apologize. Anyways... The wedding was beautiful. It was such an emotional roller coaster of an experience for me because I've been to weddings before and this is kind of like how I felt at my other best friend's uh, wedding. Her name is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) Um, What a weird way to introduce you. But hi, Lauren. She is one of my best friends. Um, she got married a couple years ago and that was a super emotional day for me as well because it's just so crazy to see someone that you've been friends with for so long and you've grown so much with this person and this friendship. And this is the same way that I feel about Jacob. Um, we became friends when we were like 14 and we're 23 now. And so we've grown up a ton together. And it is just so crazy to like, it's one of those moments where you're just like, very aware of reality and of where you're at in life. And so, you know, sometimes I think when you've been friends with someone for so long, they always kind of look like the version of them that they were when you met them. And so being at this wedding, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jacob is a whole functioning adult who is getting married, has found the love of his life and like is like building a family. And like, that is so cool and just like so crazy to me. Um, And it's how I felt at my friend Lauren's wedding too. Like you just, you see this person that you've known for so long and that you met as like a child and like pulled pranks on and did all of these like stupid, silly teenager things with this other person. And then you see them form into like a whole human that like is mature and is making adult decisions. And it is just like so crazy to me. I think back to like quarantine, Jacob and I would literally buy like a 12 pack of white claws and get drunk on a play, a random playground in the middle of like a random neighborhood and just like goof off and like be stupid. And then now I'm watching him get married to this incredible woman and I'm watching them like start their life together. And that is just so crazy to me. Like time really does fly. And so it was just a very like emotionally awakening experience. And it was also just very touching to 
see two people that I love so much, like come together in union and get married. And like I said, like build a life together and like lay that foundation. And truthfully, Jacob and Bryce's relationship is one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever seen. And they just are the definition of a couple that has really grown, not only individually, but grown together. So I think it's really exciting to be able to share that experience with them and to be able to celebrate with them. And I think it's really special to have been invited to celebrate in the first chapter of that. And I am so excited to continue to watch you guys write your love story. It was also really cool. Uh, This is the first wedding that I have brought a date to. And that was super fun. All of the other weddings I've been to have been fun and have been a great time. This was just a really cool experience to introduce my boyfriend to this like separate side of my life, like this separate friend group and get to share this experience with him. And that was really cool. I had a great time with him. It was fun to just like have my best friend there to like goof off with, you know, just like getting to like surround ourselves with love. So it was really cool. It was a great experience. And I am really happy that he came with me and also had a great time. We were literally just like our inner children came out and we were just like goofing off on the dance floor doing the Macarena. And like, I think it was like the Black Eyed Peas song. I don't even remember what it was called, but like we were doing this dance move where he was like pumping his chest, like his heart. And then like, I was like air pulling. It's so stupid, so stupid and childish, but like so much fun. And the photographer got an amazing photo of it happening. And so it was just great. And yeah, that's kind of the wedding update. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, amazing experience. Uh, and just 10 out of 10, I have post-wedding depression. Anyways, next update. I uh, have pink eye. This is quite a detour from the super fun and happy conversation we were just having. I have pink eye, which if you've ever had pink eye, you probably were a child when you had it, (laughs) but you also probably know that it just absolutely sucks. And if you have had pink eye or haven't had pink eye and think, yeah, Taylor, it probably does suck. You would be right. It does. It sucks. I have had pink eye, I think, for like a little over a week now. Last week, I kind of started to feel like there was something in my eye and uh, it was bothering me, but I wear contacts and so I don't rub my eyes as it is. And because I work in a corporate setting, which you don't have to wear makeup if you work in a corporate setting, but I like to, but I do my makeup every day. So like, I'm just not really ever presented with the opportunity to rub my eye. And so I don't rub my eye. Anyways, that literally doesn't matter, but it felt like there was something in my eye. And so I was trying to like wash out my eye for a couple days and this feeling wouldn't go away. And then uh, over the weekend, 
I could still feel it. And it was progressively getting more and more irritating. And I started to get worried because I was like, what if I have like shrapnel in my eye? Which to that, I, and I mean this in the most blunt way possible, reflecting and directing this comment towards my past self. Past as in like five days ago. You're an idiot. (laughs) You work a corporate nine to five and sleep the rest of your life. When, when would you ever be even presented with the opportunity to get shrapnel in your eye? Like, why was that the first thought that I had and not like, oh no, I think I have an infection? Like, no, you think you have shrapnel? What? Anyways, so for a solid like 24 to 48 hours, I think I have shrapnel in my eye. And then that thought kind of morphs into like, maybe I put in a contact and then didn't take it out and it rolled to the back of my eye. And then I put in another contact and it's like just stuck back there for the rest of my life in the back of my head. Again, you're an idiot. Like, no, that's not the case. Why is that not even your first thought. The first thought was shrapnel. The second one was that now you are forever bonded with a a, a contact. What? Anyways, so then Sunday rolls around and at this point, my eye is producing, my right eye only, is producing so much liquid, like tears, not even like goop that you like think with pink eye, but like tears. And it's like super weird. My eye is so dry. And side note, I just got off of Accutane for, I was on it for six months and I've been off of it for about a month. But I know that, you know, the side effects like dry eyes, dry skin, yada, yada, doesn't like immediately revert back to what it was before you went on Accutane. And so I kind of just thought it was like, dry eyes and dry skin from having been on Accutane still. And maybe it was just like a flare up or like my allergies, which I've never had allergies ever in my life. So again, I don't know why that was my thought, (laughs) but I just thought it was a side effect of the Accutane and maybe it was just flaring up, especially because I had been wearing makeup all weekend and just like not taking the best care of my skin. So then Sunday night, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm really examining my eye. I'm like flushing it out again, trying to get the imaginary piece of shrapnel out or trying to get the imaginary contact that's lodged in my cornea to roll to the front and um, nothing is working. I can't see anything in my eye, uh, but it is getting more red. And so finally I am getting in bed and I'm kind of thinking of like, okay, maybe it's a sty that just like hasn't come to the surface yet. Two, maybe I have like an ingrown eyelash because back a couple months ago, I tried to give myself like DIY eyelash extensions. Uh, Terrible idea. Do not recommend. Don't do that. Go to a professional. I'm begging you. And when they started to all fall out, I was like, okay, I look like a crazy person. So I uh, am trying to do the responsible thing and take them off with like oil or whatever 
it, it came with like remover. And so I'm trying to take them off with that. And I end up ripping out like a shit ton of my eyelashes in like the inner corner of my eye. So I was like bald on like the first third of my eye. So when that happened, I was like, oh, well, it's a perfect excuse for me to start using that eyelash serum that was trending. So I was using both the e.l.f. and the ordinary one. And I was also on Accutane. And so I, my eyelashes just weren't growing back. <laughs> and I was like, it's probably because I'm on Accutane. And I finished my Accutane and all of a sudden my eyelashes started to grow back and like get thicker. So I kind of was just thinking, okay, maybe I have an ingrown eyelash. And then finally the thought popped into my head, maybe I have pink eye. And I think a big reason as to why this didn't pop into my head sooner was because I associate pink eye with like children who are touching things and eating things and just being disgusting and then like touching their face. And so I kind of just assume that you get pink eye when you're a kid. And I also, when I was a kid, felt like a baller because I never got pink eye, but I remember like all of my friends getting pink eye and I never got it. And so I felt like I was elite and I was like, I'm just built different. Like, sorry about it. No, I'm just built stupid because like I do with everything else, I procrastinate. So I waited until I was 23 to get pink eye. So I think that's why it took me a really long time to have that light bulb go off. So finally, Sunday night, I climb into bed with my boyfriend and he's passed out. And I'm like, maybe I'll just like look at what the symptoms and side effects are of pink eye. So I look it up thinking stereotypical pink eye, like super pink eye, swollen, super itchy, so many crusties and goop and like just like gross. And my eye didn't look like that. Like it was a little red, but I just, I figured that was the shrapnel. <laughs> um, and it was just producing a lot of tears and there wasn't any like crusties or goop or anything. And it wasn't itchy. It just was irritating and like irritating in the sense that I just was very conscious of the existence of my eyeball. Like it, it just felt like there was something in there or almost like my eye was like swollen so I'm looking at the symptoms and it is literally every single one I have. Um, obviously there's like the itchiness, but then it's also like itchiness or irritation. Like it's not just your itchiness, like it can feel different. And like some people get the goop and the crusties, some people don't. And so the only symptom that I didn't have was sensitivity to light. And when I say that I was just white knuckle clenching and hanging on to this one symptom that I didn't have, meaning I didn't have pink eye, I was like, oh, I've got all 20, but 21, I don't have that one. I'm good. Uh, I truly was like, I'm just banking on like that being the deciding factor. So anyways, I text my boyfriend who is simultaneously asleep right next to me at like 2 a.m. And I was like, also BT dubs, think I have pink eye. LOL. Good night. Sleep well. Um, 
But he wakes up in the morning and he's like, you don't have pink eye. Like your eye doesn't look like you have pink eye. You don't have pink eye. You're fine. You probably just have something in your eye. It's allergies. And I was like, you're right. Because also I am not sensitive to light. So I don't have to worry about it. And my mom says the same thing. And I'm like, great. The two people I trust most in life who are also not optometrists. Is that what the eye doctor is called? I hope so. I'm just going to run with that one. Um, who are not eye doctors, I'm going to take their words for gold. Like, I'm just going to bank on that. So Monday, I have an early appointment. It was actually like a follow-up appointment for my Accutane. Like, if you've been on Accutane, you know you have to go back a month later to take a pregnancy test, make sure you're not with child and giving birth to an alien with 27 toes and 7,000 fingers and a football-sized head. So I go and I am driving to this appointment and my dermatologist is like 40 minutes away, 40, 45 minutes. It's rush hour traffic. And to put it lightly, I have never been more of a liability in my entire life. And like, I did some crazy shit in college. I, being behind this wheel with my eyes in the state that they were in, I have truly never been more of a threat to society than that morning, than Monday morning at the ass crack of dawn driving to my dermatologist. I immediately, when I get on the road, and this is negligent of me, I'm not like bragging, not cool, but I was not about to pay the no-show fee for this appointment. Uh, So I get on the road, And it also doesn't really register with me right away. Like, I want to say that it is the ass crack of dawn. I just kind of assumed I'm not a morning person. I assume that my eyes just weren't adjusted to the light yet. And also, this is my first day wearing my glasses. And like, actually, probably the first time I've worn my glasses outdoors when the sun is rising in like years because I wear contacts pretty much all the time. And since my eye was bothering me, I was like, I feel like contacts just aren't a good idea. So anyways, I digress. I'm driving and I am struggling. I'm like, holy shit, who moved the sun closer to the earth? Not just the earth, but like specifically my windshield. Like, I don't know what Sims expansion pack we're on, but the sun has never been so bright. The sky has never been so bright. Someone is literally shining floodlights into my windshield and my driver's side window. And so I'm driving and like, I'm trying to like cover my right eye that is really irritating me. My left eye is fine. And I'm also like, I have my my visor down. I'm trying to block the window with my arm. It was terrible. I felt like in Vampire Diaries when they don't wear their daylight ring and they just start to evaporate and like burn and die. That's where I was at in life. But even worse, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get home because now I'm scared. So I go to the appointment, I make it there and then I get home and now I'm like awake and I'm aware of the fact that like, okay, I'm 
this is probably what symptom 21 was, sensitivity to light. And I get home and I tell my mom, hey, like, I think that I probably have pink eye. And I told her to look at my eye one and she was like, it just doesn't look that irritated. Um, Again, not an optometrist, but I was like, okay, I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, And I was like, if I feel uncomfortable, like I'd already decided to work from home at this point, but I was like, if I feel uncomfortable, I am going to make an appointment with urgent care because I mean, at the bottom line, there's something in my eye and it's been there for a while now. And so if it's not an infection, it's going to be one soon. So I might as well just like get it checked out. So I start my work for the day and I don't know what it was about Monday. Maybe it was me like realizing that I probably had pink eye at this point, but everything just like snapped and like my eye became so insufferable to the point where I think of the children that I knew who had pink eye growing up and I really empathize for their parents because I can't imagine being young and having pink eye and not knowing how to effectively communicate how I'm feeling. But as an adult who can effectively communicate how I feel, that sucks. It sucks. (laughs) Um, It is a very terrible feeling. And uh, so I end up making an appointment with urgent care. I go I make a fool out of myself because I go and it looks and feels like the door is locked. And so I walk around back and the door's kind of propped open. And I was like, I feel weird about sneaking into an urgent care. Um, because the door in the back, even though it was propped open, like it looked like a door that one is not supposed to be propped open and two isn't supposed to be entered through. So I was like, I'm going to go back to the front and give him a little call. And the girl was like, no, you just have to pull hard. And so I pull hard. And unfortunately, the windows on the door were also tinted. So I was unaware of the fact that they all at the front desk had a direct view of me trying to enter this building (laughs) and looking like an idiot doing so because I was failing at entering the building the first time. Um, and oh my God, I called with such attitude because I also was uncomfortable and not in a good mood. And that's not fair to them. I shouldn't have taken it out on them like that. But yeah, I called with a flaming attitude. I was like, hey, I have an appointment at four o'clock. The front door isn't opening and I walked around to the back, but like, I don't want to walk through a door that I'm not supposed to walk through. So like, what's going on. And then the girl was like, you just have to pull hard. And then I do. And she's right there, like directly in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, ha ha ha. Like trying to play it off. Anyways. Yeah. So I go to my urgent care appointment, check in. It takes the, this is why you should, anytime there's anything wrong with your body or you just don't feel right, or you think that you have shrapnel in your eye, or you think that you are forever melded to a loose contact that went rogue in your eyeball, just go to urgent care. Uh, Don't ask your mom or your boyfriend or your friends or your coworkers or your family who are not optometrists what's going on with 
your eyeballs or any part of your body, go to a professional because it took this facility. It took the doctor a solid five seconds, but it took the entire facility a good five minutes to check me in, take my copayment, take my vitals, call the doctor in, have the doctor look at me, and then have the doctor confirm that I for sure, without a doubt, have pink eye. Yeah. Doctor comes in, literally takes one look at me and is like, oh, that's pink eye. Uh, Puts these drops into my eyes that, not even my eyes, just my right eye. It was life-changing. Oh my God. I think they were just numbing drops. They may have been antibiotics. I have no idea. It's not what was ended up prescribed to me, but they were these eye drops. And she was like, it's going to burn for like five seconds and then it'll be numb and you'll feel great. And she was correct. It felt amazing. One thing that was not disclosed to me prior to those eye drops was that it was going to dilate my eye a little bit. So I walked out of this appointment feeling like a million dollars, seeing not like a million dollars. My eyesight was that probably of a 14-year-old dog. My left eye was fine. She was carrying the team. My right eye was just along for the ride. She was inebriated. Uh, she was under the influence of whatever otherworldly eye drops were just placed into her, and she was just like beep bobbing in my little skull. But truly made my life and everything just a million times better because my eye was numb and I no longer felt the shrapnel that was in there um, or the contact that I thought I was going to have to spend the rest of my life with. That was both of which were non-existent. Anyways, one thing I will say about urgent care, let me backtrack. There's a big difference between every sort of healthcare system. Urgent care is a different type of beast. Urgent care is like CVS Minute Clinic's hotter brother. (laughs) That's like a little dangerous that like you probably shouldn't have a crush on and go out with, but like you like them. (laughs) Um, Minute Clinic I have so much beef with. I just like, don't, I can't even dive into the hatred that I have for Minute Clinic right now because we're already approaching on an hour long episode. But Minute Clinic, y'all can go screw yourselves. Urgent care, love you so much. But there's a huge difference between the different medical systems that I have experienced. Like military healthcare, that's a game of Russian roulette. You have no idea if you're getting an appointment this week or in the next four months. (laughs) Um, I tried, I started going to therapy through my military insurance when I was in college. And I remember literally calling and trying to book and they were like, okay, our next appointment is in six months. And I was like, okay, well, I want to die. So that's not going to work for me. Um, and they eventually like were able to match me with someone way sooner, thankfully. And so I got to start unpacking all my shit, but that system is Russian roulette. The insurance that I have through my employer is phenomenal. I'm very grateful for it. I know I'm very blessed to have such great insurance, but that's amazing because I am able to uh, make appointments one on ZocDoc this isn't sponsored ZocDoc. If you want to sponsor me, I would let you please sponsor me. Literally, I already advertise you to everyone in my life. If you don't have ZocDoc, again, this isn't sponsored. If you don't have ZocDoc, you absolutely need to download it. It is 
literally amazing. ZocDoc has been life-changing to me in terms of being able to book like a same-day appointment and just tell them my symptoms and what I'm what issues I'm having and then getting a prescription same day. It's been amazing, especially like as someone who knows my body super well or when I run into issues like I, most of the time, 99% of the time, I know what the issue is. So when I run into those issues, it's so much easier for me to book a same day appointment, jump on a video call, talk to a doctor about it, and then I'm literally set versus, you know, having to make an appointment down the line through like what I feel like is typically the case when you book through your insurance website or directly through like trying to go directly through the doctor's office. Anyways, download ZocDoc. That's my tip of the episode. I love it. That is literally how I found my psychiatrist, my dermatologist, my primary care physician, my OBGYN, and they have like a whole health profile for you. Anyways, not sponsored, but ZocDoc, I love you. Feel free to sponsor me. And then public insurance, or I don't even think it's called public insurance, but just public health care, like urgent care, minute clinic, go fuck yourself. But urgent care, Urgent care was crazy because I walked in, literally my appointment probably took all of nine minutes. I think I genuinely, I walked into the office at like 4.03 and I was out by 4.11 and it was amazing. One thing I will say is the shorty who wrote up my paperwork kind of like buffed up some of the details. Like when they ask you on a scale from zero to 10, what discomfort are you in? One, she definitely asked me and I definitely said a six, but she wrote down a zero. So no worries. It's okay. But also I think I can't even remember what the paperwork said, but I think what she said I presented with was a little different or just like a little bit dramatic, which again is fine. Everything worked out and like I got the diagnosis and the prescription that I needed, but it was also just funny like reading through the paperwork afterwards and I was like okay, uh, I don't think that I said it like that. <laughs> Just arguing with this piece of paper, which I am so dramatic. So it's possible that I did approach the situation in a dramatic manner, but I digress. Anyways, I got diagnosed with pink eye. Thoughts and prayers appreciated. That was Monday. It's Thursday. My eyes definitely looking better and I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm terrified of getting it in my left eye, which from what I've heard is just super common, which is why I think that they gave me like more of the antibiotic ointment that I have to put in my eye than I think was necessary because I think that they were anticipating that I was going to get it in my left eye. And like today, my left eye was feeling a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It's feeling a little weird. So I'll keep you updated on that. But yeah, I have pink eye on the road to recovery. I've had to wear my glasses all week, like to work. And that sucks. Not because I don't like my glasses or because I don't like how I look in my glasses. I think I look so cute in my glasses and I love my glasses. I paid a lot of money for these frames. <laughs> um, so I love them, but they are kind of annoying with the lifestyle that I live. One, because I can't wear makeup and I'm almost legally blind. I am legally blind, so I have really thick lenses and it just makes my eyes look really small, like the glasses do, because they're so like zoomed in. So one, 
I can't wear makeup. Two, I haven't been able to really go to the gym and have a really good workout because when I put my headphones on with my glasses on, I look like someone who's about to come over the intercom and be like, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We've officially reached cruising altitude. You are free to unbuckle your seatbelts and roam around the cabin. And so I hate that for me. I looked silly. I tried it once and I was like, all right, I showed up. I had a workout, but we're going to come back to this when I'm no longer confined to my spectacles. With that being said, also, like I just when I sweat, they fall down. And that's frustrating because I can be a sweaty girl. And so it's just a lot of effort to have to push them up and deal with that. And sometimes they just like fall down and then all of a sudden I look really inquisitive. Like when you're, you know, when you see like old men with their glasses on the tip of their nose, that's what I look like. And it's just, it makes every situation a lot more intense than it needs to be. And I hate it. Anyways, that's why I don't like wearing my glasses. Another reason that I've recently found out through wearing my glasses is that I desperately need to get my eyes checked and update my vision prescription because, like I said, I am legally blind. And pretty much what that means is that if I'm not wearing glasses or contacts, I can't see shit. It's actually like very illegal for me to even drive without glasses or contacts in. And so I have realized like with my glasses on, my glasses prescription is especially not updated. My contacts, I think I got the prescription done last year, definitely last year because I was getting kicked off of my family's insurance. So I needed to update at least my contacts. And then I was like, oh, I'll just wait on my glasses because I don't wear them that often. And so my glasses prescription is definitely out of date by like two years. And you're supposed to do it every year, especially if you have terrible eyesight like mine. And I didn't do it last year. I don't think I did it the year before. And I think I was due to do it in like February. (laughs) And I've just been pushing it off because vision insurance and everything freaks me out. It confuses me more than anything else in adulting. And I don't like it. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start on trying to figure out where to start. So I'm just going to hold off until I can figure that out or have the brain power to figure that out. But I've realized through having to wear my glasses consistently that my prescription is definitely out of date. And while I was driving, I was like, you know, I can see, but like, I can't see great. (laughs) And so that's on my to-do list at some point in the near future is to get my glasses updated because I honestly will probably have to do it fairly soon because I'm sure that wearing these for a week straight has fucked up my eyes and I'm gonna have to not only update my vision prescription but like my contact prescription as well which is fine too because I suck at switching out my contacts so I have monthlies and I think Typically, I've done like I'll buy like six months at a time and I have been riding the six months for like a year at this point, which is disgusting, but also sorry. Uh, No, I'm not. I don't care. It works and I'm saving money. (laughs) Um, Anyways, that's my tangent about pink eye and insurance and my 
vision prescription that I need to get updated. And if you learned anything from that entire tangent, I hope it's one that you're going to download ZocDoc and two that I'm legally blind. And you should always make sure that I am wearing glasses or contacts before you get into a vehicle with me. Moving on and wrapping up, the last thing that I mentioned when I was kind of listing out my updates was that I am going to be an aunt. And uh, Zach, I don't think listens to this podcast. Zach is my brother, my like evil twin. We're not twins, but people often think that we are. I don't think he listens to this, but I'm fairly positive that my sister-in-law, Suzanne, angel on earth, one of my favorite human beings ever, does listen to this podcast. So hi, Suzanne. Hi, uh, Miss Mama. Suzanne is, like I said, my sister-in-law. She is pregnant and I am so excited because what does that mean? That means that I am going to be an aunt. And there are so many reasons why I am excited about this. One, I think it is so cool to see my brother grow up from like a little menace into a fully functioning human and husband and now a father that is just like something so beautiful for me to have been able to see and it is so amazing to have Suzanne come into our lives and to have watched her go from Zach's girlfriend to his fiance to his wife to now the mother of his child and I can't think of anyone I think that is more deserving or innately well-prepared to be a mother than Suzanne. She just has this light about her and this like aura of kindness and caring and this like innate motherly feel to her, but like a cool mom vibe. And she just is the type of person that like makes you as an adult feel very safe and very loved and very supported. And so I just can't wait to see her pour that same love into my future niece or nephew. I just think that Zach and Suzanne are going to make the most amazing parents. And I just know that they have made the most angel, perfect, beautiful baby. And I cannot wait to meet him or her. I cannot wait to spoil the heck out of this baby. And I'm so excited to finally be able to share this news with people. I really had only told some of my like super close best friends and my boyfriend about the news, but we've known for a while and understandably so, Zach and Suzanne were waiting until they were ready to share the news publicly with people outside of our immediate family and their close friends. So I found out actually like a couple months ago, I found out because I was working from home one day and I was actually in a meeting and I know now that they had told my mom and then they wanted to surprise me, but Zach and Suzanne, for a little bit of background, they live in Texas. So they weren't able to tell me or surprise me in person, but they did an amazing job doing it virtually. So I now know that they were kind of planning it in advance, like a day in advance to tell me and how to tell me. 
And so I was working from home and I was in a meeting and my mom was on FaceTime with Zach and Suzanne and I could hear them talking and I hear her like walk upstairs and she was like, Hey, Taylor, Suzanne has a pair of shoes that she was asking if I wanted, they're not going to fit me. So like, do you want them? And I was like, can I like see what they look like? Like what size are they? And so my mom hands me the phone and it's Suze and she is like, here, like, let me like turn the camera around and I'll show you. And she turns the camera around to a shoebox. The shoebox is empty entirely except for a little stick in the middle. And by this point in me telling the story, you can probably connect the dots that it was the pregnancy test. But for me, like it took me a hot second to register what I was looking at because I'm, I was prepared to be looking at a pair of shoes and Suzanne has amazing taste in fashion. And so I was like, honestly, like mentally preparing myself for them to be like the cutest pair of shoes ever. But I see the stick and it's one of those clear blue digital pregnancy tests that just like says the word pregnant on it or not pregnant. And I'm looking at it and then it like clicks that it's the pregnancy test that says pregnant. And oh my God, I'm like tearing up thinking about it right now. Immediately, I just lose it. I'm so emotional. I'm sobbing, happy tears. I'm so excited. My mom starts crying. Zach and Suze are like, oh my God, you're going to make us cry. Like, you're so excited. And I was like, I just didn't even realize that I wanted to be an aunt so bad or that I was going to be so excited to be an aunt. And I just, I, for a little bit of background, am the youngest of my immediate family. My brothers are all fairly older than me. And so, I've never been able to see someone younger than me that I'm closely related to grow up other than like my cousins, but they're all fairly close in age to me as well. And I've never, I mean, this is our first, like, this is my mom's first grandchild. This is the first kid of the next generation from me and my siblings. So I'm just beyond excited to see this baby come into the world as just like a little tiny human and then have its own personality, be this human that is half Suzanne, half Zach, and like just its own person. And I I am just so excited to be able to see that and interact with this future human. I don't know. I just, I think it's really cool. I think about my relationship with some of my aunts and uncles and how impactful they've been. And oh my God, I'm getting so emotional thinking about this baby. (laughs) I'm very excited to, you know, potentially have that same sort of positive impact on Zach and Suzanne's kid. I'm so excited to meet them. And I'm so excited to meet the version of Zach and Suze's parents as well, because they're entering a new chapter, a new version of themselves. And I'm really excited to meet those versions of them and support this next chapter in this endeavor and just watch them become parents. So I'm going to be an aunt and maybe the baby will be my first guest. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. But 
we're going to wrap up. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you've been listening along, thank you so much for continuing to listen to me ramble and talk about whatever. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the shit show. (laughs) I promise sometimes the episodes are a little bit more put together and insightful. Sometimes the episodes are just me in a little bit of a depression hole, drinking wine and talking about random shit that's going on in my life. Regardless, thank you for being here. Yesterday's recording was a shit show and a half. This one is only probably half of a shit show. But thank you for tuning in. Head on over to my Instagram. I'm going to be putting out a Q&A allowing you guys to send in your questions. You can ask me anything about my mental health journey and I will be answering it in next week's episode uh, where we will talk about my mental health journey and my experience dealing with mental illness and what I currently do to help myself be the best version of myself and to allow myself to live a life that isn't controlled by depression, anxiety, ADHD, or PTSD. So head on over to my Instagram. Feel free to DM me your questions or write them in when I let out the Instagram feature that has you guys ask me questions. I literally, I think it's called the Q&A feature. It doesn't matter. Head on over to my Instagram. Feel free to send me your questions. You can ask me whatever. Nothing is off the table. I'm really excited to share this side of me with you. And so feel free to pick my brain about anything regarding my mental health journey and what I'm doing now to live a life that isn't controlled or confined by the mental health issues that I face on a day-to-day basis. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful, restful, rewarding, amazing weekend. And I look forward to talking to you next week.